Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Thankful for that. Well, let's go over to 1 Peter 4 and continue there. You know, um, <clears throat> so my background, as far as ministry goes, is, like I said, Rhema uh, Bible Training College. And um, one of the things that we were really um, emphasized there, I know sometimes, and that's Kenneth Hagin ministry, sometimes people have this idea that all Brother Hagin taught on was faith. And uh, he did teach a lot on faith because that was actually a mandate of his to the body of Christ. And so he actually had more... Uh, teachings on love and different things like that than he did on faith because faith works by love. Um, But one of the things that he really instilled in us, and it was just common to the culture of the teachers and everybody, it wasn't just him teaching. Obviously, there are multiple teachers. But one of the things that was really instilled in us was a reverence and a respect for the Word of God. And that if the Word of God addresses it, talking about the written scriptures, if the Word of God addresses it, then it should be important to us as well. And um, so through the years as I've uh, grown in the Lord and continued to mature in the Lord and even just continuing to learn as a minister and as a pastor, you, you develop over time uh, the realization that, like for me personally, there are certain areas of the Word that I really like. And then there are certain areas of the Word that I could probably you know, feel like, maybe I don't want to read that today. But how many know all the word is good? Okay? And the scriptures are there for a reason. They're an anchor to us in the spirit. They give us balance. They give us structure. And they give us um, what I heard one minister, one of my teachers at Ramah, he taught a series called God Rails instead of guardrails, like on a highway. Godrails. In other words, they give us boundaries to function in. Um, John said this, uh, the, the uh, Apostle John, in one of his uh, little, little books, not the big book, the little Johns, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he said that there are many voices in the earth and none are without significance. In other words, they're all saying something. And so even though I am what you might call it, word of faith or Pentecostal or charismatic or whatever these you know, I'm not a cessationist. I believe God's still doing what he has always done in uh, moving by the Spirit of God. I know that also the Bible deals with practical things. And whether people realize it or not, especially in our camps, and I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody, and I appreciate the move of the Spirit and all those things, and, and the gifts of the Spirit, whether we realize it or not, we can get fixated on one area and miss another. And the enemy has the ability, even if you're functioning well in one area, if you're leaving the door open somewhere else, he can get in. Amen? And so uh, there, there, there is, uh, there's a responsibility that comes to ministers, who, especially as a pastor. As a pastor, this church may have a certain slight bent that it goes to. But as a good minister and as a good uh, pastor, I have to teach everything the Bible teaches. You know what I mean by that? I don't mean I'm going to try and teach you everything the Bible teaches in the next 30 minutes, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that we can't just pick the parts we like and ignore the other parts. If that was the case, I would eat dessert for every meal. 
You know, when they offered a salad, I'd just be like, nope, I'll just take the dessert. You know, would you like some vegetables or would you, you know, would you like to eat a steak before you? No, let's just start with dessert. I'll go to dessert and then I'll end with dessert. But what eventually will happen? I'll get sick, right? Because you can't live on dessert. I mean, you can try. I don't recommend it. So when it comes to the word of God, the scripture actually says, and I posted it this morning, but in First Timothy, it says we're to be nourished up. In the words of faith. Did you know that healing by a miracle taking place where let's say somebody was in a wheelchair and somebody laid hands on them. They got up out of that wheelchair and it's just, whoa, that's amazing. But you know, it's just as much a miracle for a husband and wife to go months without fighting with each other. Don't touch it, preacher. Well... If I picked what I wanted to preach, I probably wouldn't preach this, but I don't get a pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? He picks for me, amen? And then we bring that word. So we need to have all these sides working together. And I'll just say this. We know from Scripture, and this is I know this has been taken out of balance, but again, things being taken out of balance doesn't mean we ignore them. There are times where Jesus healed people and then said, go and sin no more. Why? Because that sin will do what? Open the door to what? People say, well, God's wrath, he's just going to come and kill them because they did something wrong. No, 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 no. You open the door to the enemy. The enemy is the one who what? John 10, 10 comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He will do it. And people say, well, I'm resisting him. Well, if you're resisting him, then you're submitting to the word. And if you're submitting to the word and you're functioning in the word the way you're supposed to, then you will automatically resist him. It'll happen. Because, and so we need to be on all sides, deal with these things. And sometimes, especially in today's culture, and especially with some of the way the grace message has been preached, these are, these are scriptures people don't like. But, but this, again, i got to go back to this again. The scripture is the one that gives us the balance. How many have ever done a topical study on something in the Bible? Okay, if you do a topical study, what are you getting? You're getting all the scriptures that speak to one specific topic. But does that scripture then dict, or does that topical study then dictate all the scriptures? No, they don't. So we got to have balance. We have to have balance in our lives. And that takes discipline, and it takes work, and it takes patience, and it takes year after year after year after year. I'm purposely making it sound difficult. In other words, persistence is a key. You know, I'm thankful that when I gave my life to the Lord at 19, that I didn't quit till today. Man, where would I be today? Now, would the Lord take me back now at 43? Sure he would. But where would I be? Oh, I'd be trying to get over these things that I've, the Lord's, by his grace, has given me the victory. Do you see what I'm saying? You say, why say that? That makes me feel bad. No, 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 I'm trying to prevent the next 20 years from multiplying in the bad that has happened in the last 20 you see that? So there's this repentance that needs to take place. And repentance is a valid part of our New Testament, our New Covenant experience. Amen? So 1 Peter chapter 4, 
is where we are. And I'm, we, we left off last week. You can go back and listen to the other two messages. They're available online. I'm not going to try and repeat those because I get in trouble and then don't preach the next part that I'm supposed to preach and the series goes on too long. So, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, I'm just going to read. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us of the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Don't you love that? He who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. How, would, how, how many would like to know how to overcome sin? Suffer in the flesh. You know, that's not usually a series that you see marked on the, on the you know, you don't see that advertisement for a book. Yeah, bestseller, Suffering in the Flesh. Click here to get yours today. You're teaching on. But, how, but what do we know from Peter? By the Spirit of God. That he who has suffered in the flesh has done what? He has ceased from sin. Sin has a payment. Doesn't it? Wow, praise God. And, when, and, and the payment of sin is not awesome. It's death. It's death. Amen? And so, since it is death, we want to avoid that. We want to cease from that. He says this, He who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of, the, of men, but for the will of God. What does he call sin? The lusts of the flesh. Do you see that? Okay, tie those two together in your mind. Don't forget that. For we spent enough of our past lifetime. What is your past lifetime? That's before you were born again, correct? How many know so? You know so. You know you're born again. And when that happened, there was a change. What took place? A new nature came in you. But what didn't change? Your flesh. And now you have, according to the Lord, a past lifetime, and now you have a future lifetime. Okay? So there's two different... This is a, a dividing point when you gave your life to Jesus, when you were born again. So he said this. He said, we spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. This is the will of the flesh. This is the will of... Or this is the act of sin. Now watch what he says. When we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. Do you see that? Is that what yours says there? On the screen, it's also up there if you want to look at it there. In regard to these, they think it's strange that you do not run with them into the same flood of dissipation. And last week we looked at what lewdness was. We looked at lust. We looked at drunkenness. We looked at revelries. And I stopped right before drinking parties. And so I want to give you the definition of drinking parties. Drinking parties, and this is the Greek, it means wine feasts. But it also means drinking matches. How many have been saved your whole life and you don't know anything about that? Okay. I will tell you this. I know something about it. You said drinking matches. Yes. So I'm going to use some words here and some of you are going to understand it and, the, and your parents should just have to explain it to your kids later, I guess. I don't know. But before I was saved, you said, did you ever go somewhere and have a drinking match? Uh-huh. We did. We had drinking matches. Drinking parties. What was it? Where there's a lot of drink and you get drunk. And you look for ways to make it accelerated. Am I the only... Stop looking at me like that. I know some of you in here. Just give me a break. 
you've told me. <laughs> you know, I, people are like, yeah, but I don't want to rejoice over it. Okay, well, you're not living in it anymore. You know, or maybe you are, and this is something that needs to be made an adjustment. You know, I went to a party one time, and they had a thing called Mr. Happy. You say, what was that? It was a beer bong. What's a beer bong? It's where you have this, well, I won't explain it. But anyway, what was it? It was a drinking match. And we would compete against other guys to see how much we could drink. I had friends that would get drunk at night and then go to basketball practice the next day drunk. And they'd puke all through practice. Because, you know, obviously they don't feel good. But they would. What is that? That's a drinking party, a drinking match. What is that? How many know that I have not done that in 23, 4 years? 24 years. Why? Past lifetime. I got a new nature on the inside of me. You know what I realized? I'm happier without that. How many know my body is doing well? My liver's in good condition right now. You know what I mean? Because I, I quit with all that and moved to another state in the spirit and in the natural. I found out where the scripture said, you need to, you need to walk away from those. A drinking, uh, a drinking, or the word drinking, signifies not simply a banquet, but a drinking bout, a carousal. The word carouse means drink plentiful amounts of alcohol and enjoy oneself with others in a noisy, lively way. The script, or the, 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 one of the definitions is they danced and caroused until the drink ran out. What is that? That's a drinking party. Now, did Peter walk with Jesus? Did Peter walk with Jesus? He did, right? So let me ask you a question. Did Jesus party like this? So why are some of the church? And why are they saying it's okay? You know what they want to do? They want to get down into all the definitions of the Greek. And they, then they want to try and go through history and say, well, you know, the people that say they, that he drank wine, they say, well, it was this liquefied, you know, thing that wasn't very alcoholic, all this stuff. And then the ones that want to drink wine say, see, Jesus did it. Just because the religious leaders accused him of being a drunk doesn't mean he was. And Jesus, Peter walked with Jesus. Do you think he was with Jesus at all those parties? Come on, work with me. <laughs> Don't shut off on me. Okay? You say, why do that? Well, not because I'm trying to take away your fun. Why even put this in the scripture? Why put it there? Why even, why even acknowledge it? Why did Peter come out with this out of his natural relationship that he had with Jesus when he walked the earth with him? Why didn't, why didn't Peter come out with something else or something common in our current culture? Why didn't he? Have you thought about these things? Because see, I do. I sit and think about this stuff. I think, okay, Lord, going back to your word, what does it say? What does it say? And right here we see what? That the Lord doesn't want us to be doing what? Living in drinking parties. Is that right? Amen. Okay, the next one, because that one was so uh, riveting. Um, the next one is called 
<laughs> abominable idolatries. This, is, this means unlawful image worship. At idol feasts, the most impure, obscene, and perverted sexual orgies and abominable rites were practiced. This is found in Ephesians 5.12. It's also found in Ephesians 5.17. So these are abominable idolatries. So in other words, when you've walked away from this past life and now you're born again, how many know that this could still be a desire in your flesh. So what do you need to do? You left this past lifetime, and it's over now. I'm not going to indulge in those things anymore. Now, sometimes people think, because, you know, obviously, who Peter was speaking to here was obviously people that worship false gods, and part of their false worship was these, these groups getting together and having abominable idolatries. And people think today, they think to themselves, well, yeah, but we don't have that today. Oh, we got it more technologically advanced today than it's ever been. To the point that the perversions have broken into and through the barriers of what my people might call consenting adults now to trafficking children. Don't tell me it's not there. You know, people like to do this, and even as Christians, sometimes we like to do this, we, we, because we don't live in that world, we think, oh, it's probably not happening. It's happening at the highest levels and the lowest. The perversions, those type of things, we need to be separate from those things, and as we do, come on, the glory of the Lord will manifest. Do you know all those that, that are excited about and love the gifts of the Spirit, which I do myself as well, but do you know you can function on those and still go to hell? Jesus said it, right? He said, depart from me, I never knew you. They said, but Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We laid hands on the sick. That is not the mark of Christianity. The mark of Christianity is the love walk. Well, I, you know, I really, I think we need more of this and that. I agree. We need more of actually everything that is sanctified and righteous. And there are things that God will emphasize and he'll bring out and he'll bring forward. And, and things where he's like, I want to emphasize this right now or I want to emphasize that. But listen... I know this for a fact. As we get down into this a little bit more, he'll talk about the glory of God and sharing in the glory of God. And do you think that God is going to share his greatest glories with those who still want to participate in past lifetimes? And people say, well, well yeah, but I mean, the, the glory of God manifests and people will quit doing that. Really? Did Ananias and Sapphira... I know, this is exciting. But it's true nonetheless. And I'm not the traveling guy. See, I'm the pastor guy. So I got to live in the day-to-day. -day. I'm not the conference guy. Sometimes I wish I was the conference guy. You know, come in. Wow, did you see how many people came to the altar? Did you see how many people went out and ministered? Yeah, but did they keep doing it? You say, you say well, you're not for conferences. I go speak at conferences. I mean, not a lot, but a few. They're not, just not as well-known as the ones you know. 
But I still go speak at him. I still see the people excited. I still see the word of the Lord going forth. I still participate in the prophetic. I still participate in the laying on of hands. I just in a conference last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, laid hands on a guy who was not sleeping at night. His mind would not quit running. He couldn't have a straight thought. And guess what he did that night? He slept all through the night. But what do I know? That if he doesn't continue to walk in, if he's not pastored correctly with the word of God, and he doesn't continue to walk in what's been given to him, the enemy, the door to the enemy will be opened up and he'll be able to, the enemy will be able to bring those things back in. And so I, I desire strongly not for that to be a common thing here. If you're going to have a body, a, a group of militant follow, followers of those soldiers of Christ who are strong, they not only know the truth, they practice the truth, and they are embedding more and more and more of it into their lives year after year after year after year after year. Amen? To where by the end of your life, you're ready to go from this place to that world. And you can look back and go, Lord, look at the glory you manifested in my life. But in order to do that, there has to be what? There has to be a control. There has to be a dominance as a strengthening by the Spirit over our flesh. Our mind, our our changing of our thinking. And then by the power of the Holy Spirit within us, I do not have to live in my past lifetime. I do not have to live in the lusts of the flesh. I do not have to live in in this the, the deeds of men. I can live a different place. I can live from the Spirit in the natural. Conquering insecurities and fears. Conquering the desires of the flesh on a daily basis. Walking out righteousness in front of mankind. Which makes me what? Both salt and... How, many more, how much more effective am I in ministering the power of God who's to somebody on the street when I've been walking in righteousness? Come on. People say, well, I want that, but I don't know how that could be. It's by faith in the power of God. Knowledge and understanding comes. It's looking at passages like this and not going, well, I don't want to look at that. But going, yep, this is a really... No, I'm not going to give an altar call for everybody to come up and confess about their drinking parties. I'll do the confessing, okay? I'll give the example from my past. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is, is right there where you're at and in your daily walk with the Lord, you go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm struggling. My flesh seems really strong in this area and I keep yielding to it. I need your help here. I see in your word, this is what you want. I take you at your word and now I'm going to move forward with your word and I'm going to dominate this area by your grace and for your glory and be a light and example to others. Amen. And that's how that takes place. And true, true uh, nourishment in the spirit uh, and by the word of God empowers you to do that. So these were abominable idolatries that took place. Some of the examples, like I said, were Ephesians 5.12. Do you know that you can dominate all sexual perversion in your life? As a believer, everyone, you can dominate it. You don't have to be controlled by the internet. You don't have to be controlled by lustful desires and thoughts. You don't have to be. Because the power of Christ lives in you. And Christ in you, the hope of glory, will give you the victory and has given you the victory over those things. They don't have to dominate you. You can become an agent of freedom rather than living in bondage. I'm talking to Christians right now. Why? Because of the nature of God within us. 
We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be bound. We don't have to live in shame and condemnation. We can come before the throne of grace for mercy and for grace. People say, well, I don't want anybody to know. The Lord knows and you need to talk to him about it. And then if you need accountability, you need to find somebody or someone or a someones where you can get together and have trusted accountability in those areas. Amen? And gain the victory. Hallelujah. It will save you much. Shameful or shameful things are things that were done in secret. They are uh, abominable idolatries. And the scripture says this. This no doubt refers to the, uh, and I don't know how to say this word. I'm going to do my best because uh, this is a commentary. The Eleusian, it's E-L-E-U-S-I-N-I-A-N. Anybody got an interpretation on that? Because... This is apparently something that they, they, the, the way of their worship and stuff like that. But anyway, there were two of them, which were performed in the darkness of night and were known to be immoral and abominable. These things were so immoral and abominable, talking about these abominable idolatries. It says this, that the Roman Senate banished them from Italy. How many know the Roman Senate was not saved? This has got to be disgusting. It was banned. They banished it from Italy. At these religious festivals, wine and women played the most important parts. Indecent emblems were carried in procession, and ceremonies of the most immoral character were performed. Plato says that he has, been, he has seen the entire population of Athens drunk at these festivals. That's recorded by Plato. These were, I wonder, do you think our culture has changed that much? People are like, we were so advanced. Actually, we were just as depraved as we ever were. Maybe worse. We have not advanced. I mean, outside of God, you cannot, quote unquote, evolve or increase without God. Without God in your life, you will actually get dumber. Because knowledge only comes in light. And there's no light in darkness. So you actually get less intelligent the more you serve the enemy or your flesh. How many would like to be less intelligent in 10 years? <laughs> no responses at all. <laughs> okay. For a minute there, I thought you raised your hand, but you were just scratching your eye. That's good, yeah. It's like, no, honey, no. <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> People are like, I'm not going to scratch my eye now. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Verse 4, in regard to these things, they think it strange that you do not run with him into the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. After I got saved, I was spoken evil of. I lost a lot of friends. Why? I wasn't going to run into the flood of dissipation anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'd rather be lonely with Jesus than living in dissipation. Now, we don't have to be because, I mean, just look around you. There's lots. I have friends all over the world today because I follow the Lord. Amen. 
like good friends, you know, that'll stand with you in faith. Not just, not just ones that are looking out for themselves. They'll let you, they, they, their lives are interrupted to help you and vice versa, amen? Faith friends. That's why we're faith family, church. Because we need that strength. We need that family, amen? So dissipation is the word, it means to abandon It means wastefulness. So if you yield to the nature of the flesh and you follow the things that we just described, um, you're going to end up in a place of wastefulness. Okay? Um, Just on the practical side, um, people spend uh, lots lots of amounts of money on things that if they would save it, instead of spend it on those type of things, either dissolute pleasures or lusts of the flesh and things like that, their life would be better off. They would have increase in their life. Okay? This stuff, and people think, well, what's that got to do with prosperity? Everything. Everything. You know, have you ever heard a, um, how many have ever heard a commercial for, uh, about quitting smoking or something like that? Now, if you smoke, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. If it, the Lord will help you overcome. Don't worry about that, okay? But I, I want that you need to practically think this way. Have you ever heard those commercials? And they talk about, like, people share, and I've had people share with me, what they've spent on cigarettes over a 10-year period. And then they take that mo- amount of money. Let's just say, I don't know what it was. I'm just going to take a random number. But $10,000. Let's say it was $10,000 over that period. What if it was in a decent mutual fund? People are like, I don't want to think about that. You need to. Let me, let me just make it, this one will hit home much, much better. City Brew and Starbucks. Don't do it, preacher. Don't do it. Don't worry. We removed all the stones out of the building before. <laughs> How many at the end of the year do you review your finances? You should. You should know where your money's going. Well, that doesn't sound very Pentecostal. It's very Pentecostal. It's biblical. Amen? We should review. Why? Because then we... Have you ever done that? Have you ever looked and saw? I, Heidi and I have. We've been doing this for a few years now. Maybe a few years? A couple of years at least. And uh, you look back and go, I spent how much on a coffee? And that could have been in this account right here, earning me 6 to 8%. I don't want to think about that. You should. You'll, you'll thank me in two years. You'll come back to me and go, Sean, you were right. Thank you. Why? Because it's a better feeling than just caffeine or in that moment. And then when you budget it right, you can have your caffeine and your money. Amen? Why'd you have to hit that? Well, because Mike's here and he's a banker. And so... (laughs) Dissipation is wastefulness. In other words, a fleshly lifestyle wastes the life of the individual. A fleshly lifestyle does what? It wastes the life of the individual. How many would like to get to the end of your life and have and have it and have you look back and go, oh, that was kind of a waste. See, I don't want to do that. I heard a, a 
as we wrap up here, <clears throat> I heard a, um, a minister say this years ago. I, actually, it was, a, it was a medical doctor who was a believer. And uh, he made this statement. He said, the leading cause of death is birth. You know, how many watch the news, right? You, you watch the news and you can stand with me if you would, please. We're going to wrap up here. And, and the, you know, people say the leading cause of, of death among women is such and such disease. Uh, the leading cause of death among men is such and such. The leading cause of death among teenagers is, is this. Actually, the leading cause of death is birth. Because everybody, how many have noticed that um, nobody is still around from the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, the 1500s. How many have noticed that? In other words, you get so much time and you don't want it to be wasted. Amen? So I just want to pray this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to... Uh, do the altar call right now. I'll do this after this. But I just want to pray the prayer of agreement with you where you're at. If there are just some areas in your life, maybe the Lord spoke to you in this message. Maybe it was just a good reminder for some of you. But if the Lord spoke to you in this message and you know there's an area, and I'm not going to ask you to say that area, but I just want you to acknowledge it in your heart and then I'll agree with you accordingly and we'll believe God that you know your flesh is out of control in that area. It doesn't have to be one of what we might call the, the more uh, kind of uh, uh, shocking fleshly sins versus the other. It doesn't matter. It could be either or. Is there anybody like that and you want prayer? You just want me to agree with you where you're at? Raise your hand so I know. Thank you. Anybody else? Yep. Thank you. Others? These, these areas. Little things. Sometimes they can be little things. Well, let's all just pray together right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. Lord, you didn't tell us not to practice these things and then not give us the power of the Holy Spirit to walk that out. Lord, I know that by your word, faith is imparted because faith comes by hearing. And I know, Lord, that with your commandments, there's a grace, there's an empowerment of your spirit to be able to walk these things out on a daily basis. And Lord, you know the hearts of all your children here. You know our hearts. So, Father, we do. We come into agreement. Lord, we ask you to forgive us where we have allowed the flesh to dominate. And, Lord, we ask you for grace to help. Mercy, of course, for where we've missed it, but grace to help. Lord, we don't want to remain in bondage to our flesh or our past lifetime. We want to grow. We want to develop and come out of those things. And so we believe we receive with that. Lord, I agree with those that are asking for this right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that you will speak to them in the language that they understand. With the analogies, the, the, the examples that they understand while they're driving. Whatever they're doing, Lord, is they're conversing with you or have an open heart and mind. Father, that you're going to speak to them. I believe you for that in Jesus' mighty name. So then with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you're in here today and you want to know that you know you're going to go to heaven when you pass from this life, I want to give you the opportunity to give your life to the Lord either for the first time or rededicate your life to Him. I don't want you to go out of here and then I miss the opportunity. 
for you to give your life to the Lord. If there's anybody in the place, this, in the house this morning that needs that and you'd like me to pray with you and agree with you for that salvation, would you just raise your hand where you're at and I will pray with you. Yes, sir. Anybody else? Is there anybody else? You need to know that you know. I think probably most people do, but you need to know that you know. Anybody else? Okay, let's pray. Let's say this out loud with me. Father God, I come before you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I can't get to you on my own with my own good works. I need Jesus. And I believe Jesus hung on the cross. He was beaten Stripes were laid upon his back, a crown of thorns upon his head, nails in his hands and his feet, and a spear in his side for my sin. In my place, he paid the price for me. And I believe that because of that, my sin has been paid for. I confess Jesus is my Savior, and I confess Jesus is my Lord, and I will serve you, Father, by your grace all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, I am born again. The resurrection lives within me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. This is what I want to encourage you to do before you go today. If you either recently give your life to the Lord or maybe you had in the past and you just haven't had a lot of teaching, we, we're, we have a sign up for a new believers class. And everybody that is new to the Lord or just hasn't, just don't know a lot, you know, as far as, as far as the Lord is concerned, you need to sign up for that class. It's going to be in the mornings before service on Sundays and it'll take some commitment But in order for strength to be established in a baby Christian, you've got to have the word and you need certain truths established that we're just not able to do in a regular Sunday morning service. And so let me encourage you, please sign up for that class. It's out at the welcome table and get involved in those things. In order for your life to be significantly strengthened, you need the word of the Lord established in you. It's the, it gives you the ability to walk for years free and delivered and growing in the freedom that you have in Christ. It's very important. So I want to stress that a lot. And you can sign up for that. If you did need a Bible or the New Believers book, if you don't already have it, we do have it available. And you can come up afterwards and uh, get it from us. If you do need prayer before you go, don't hesitate. Uh, Rick and Luann will be up here for prayer and Heidi and I will. And uh, don't hesitate to come up for prayer. Did you learn anything? Let me ask you this. Was it tough in spots? Come on, where's the honest ones? Good. I'd hate for you to go to the gym and not really work out. (laughs) Amen? How many know if you have a gym membership and you don't work out ever, it's kind of a bad deal? You know, I just don't understand why I'm not getting results. Do you ever go to the gym? No, but I got this card. Church should be that way, amen? Good. We're going to be strong and live life in Christ, amen? 
Let me encourage you, this Wednesday night we have Bible study, so don't forget about youth group tonight. Shane and Lindsay will be here, 7th through 12th graders. Bring them back at 4, around 4, well, 3.30 or 4, somewhere in there. And uh, it starts at 4, and they'll have a good time and learn from the Word of God. Amen? God bless you guys. Have a great week. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday. If you need prayer, please come. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.